0: Mike's Daily Podcast. This is a joy and an honor to be with you today on the program called Mike's Daily Podcast. The program called Mike's Daily Podcast, and we bring this show to you every single day. And you know that's not true, it's maybe every couple of days, sometimes every day. It depends on if people are. Getting on my nerves Or not And hey When you're a manager People get on your nerves All the time Mike's Daily Podcast Because you're managing them You're managing them But you don't want to be An awful manager You want to be A good manager And a Mike's Responsible Daily Fair Podcast Manager But Yeah A lot of people Are sure getting sick lately With COVID And it sure is easy To prove that you have COVID these days Oh, I've got COVID mm-hmm. Yes Remember once upon a time People died of this Well, they still do But it's like I got COVID Look My test shows it to you That it's true Because it's a little line Formed on the far right Hand side And it says I, I got the COVID Uh-huh How do you feel? Oh, my nose And it's Oh It's equivalent to uh, no, Let's see texting so when you actually had to be more responsible and call your boss you had to call them and you're like oh shoot I don't know if I'm really sick but when I call let's see maybe maybe I'll, let me cough a bunch first before I call my boss hold on <coughs> alright all the coughing I'm not going to cough in the microphone that's very rude That's why microphones have cough buttons at radio stations. Did you know that? All right, so you do all that, and then you call your boss. Uh, Hello, boss. I'm not doing good. Uh, uh, Can I stay home? Yes, please, stay home. Oh, gosh, you sound horrible. Yeah, I really do. And here's today's. Podcast picture. When maybe instead you were just a little sleepy, a little groggy. Maybe you had too much beer the night before. You're a little hungover. Maybe you just are sick of work. You're not sick. You're just sick of work. So you're going to stay home. Oh, and then along comes... California rules. I don't know if this is true where you are. If you're outside of California, but you gotta have. Guess what? Your company gives you some bonus sick days, some coronavirus days. You get just for free, just for going. <coughs> uh, look at the little line. Well, actually, they don't even have to cough into the phone. That's right, the late great Basil the Boxer. It's just the little line. The little li- line has to connect. <laughs> All that coughing's making me cough. Ah, Much better But I think I have to stop the podcast now Because I don't feel good (laughs) By the way I'm just saying there's a lot of faking going on Everybody Faking And you can get away with it a lot more easily these days And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody that's faking it But now that I have gone over two years with dealing as a manager, dealing with employees that say they have COVID or don't have COVID or whatnot, and then I have a coworker that is immediately, immediately as somebody says they have COVID, says, lock it down. Everybody go home. It just freaks out. Just goes into hysterics. Here's the thing. Stuff still needs to get done. And the manager is where the buck stops at. The Truman is the true man, is the true man or woman. And they are the, the Harry Truman at the place and they got to get the stuff done. So in the end, it may be the whole office is empty. He's got to get the work done. Or she. Okay. The podcast picture is from a generation that got stuff done because they had to. And they were asked, a lot was asked of them, and they delivered a lot. And that would be the people that were aboard this huge ship, a battleship. It's the USS Hornet. Got a picture of it last night. I was out with some friends celebrating Christy's birthday. Happy birthday to her. I had a lot of fun seeing her. And Robert Owen Walsh, who was on the show eons ago. And... That's what we call Welsh on the world. That's right. So we were hanging out, having a great time over at Almanac Brewing Company. Kevin was there, addendum with Kevin, who's been on the show, but that was eons ago when he was on the show. But he was there. It was a lot of fun. We had beer. It was a wonderful time. And then I had a hangover and then I didn't go into work today because I have COVID. No, because actually, because I don't have to go into work today because it's Sunday, thankfully. And then I'm getting yelled at because, hey, corporate's done with people working overtime. Uh, But hey, I'm filling in for everybody that's claiming to call in sick with COVID. So I am going to work overtime. Sorry, y'all. Oh, if that's the case, then we'll just take overtime away from you all together and give you a lump sum every week. Or every two weeks And that's all you get Even though you're gonna work more Than that That's all you get Now that seems fair Doesn't it? So that's all that's going on In the world today But the Huge USS Hornet What A magnificent ship It was years and years ago That I went there But see a picture of that At Mike's com. Yes nowadays Nowadays, you can just text. You just got to write it. And then uh, the texts, I'll tell you as a manager, you get texts telling you, oh, I'm not coming in today. I'm sick. Not even the common courtesy to put a period at the end of the sentence. Not even a common courtesy to capitalize where you're supposed to capitalize. Awful grammar. Texts just lazily say, oh, but I'm too sick to actually write well. Give me a well-written text at least. But if you get offended, that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> hey, did you see the last podcast picture? was for the podcast called Apparently, which applies a lot. Uh, that would have worked on today's podcast because people are uh, are apparently sick with COVID. Apparently. But that picture at com, you can see the last one. Speaking of fake statements... what in, What in the world was that about? There was a fake statement from Trump... On Biden's COVID-19 diagnosis that circulated online, a fabricated image made to look like a statement from former President Donald Trump about President Joe Biden's COVID-19 diagnosis had been shared online. Fact checkers at at the AP, Snopes, and CNN Reported on it A spokesperson for Trump Confirmed that the statement Is fabricated It does not appear On his website Or on social media As we go outside a cafe anyway Where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Castro Valley Ten, The last place on earth Which is very interesting Because Now There is The fake news This proves Donald Trump's point About fake news When Trump Issues public statements They appear on his website Or on the social media platform That he founded Truth Social The fake statement Did not appear On either Uh, And it came After US President Joe Biden Was diagnosed With COVID-19 It claimed that Former President Donald Trump Released a statement Wishing Biden A speedy, speedy recovery Because Quote No one wants Kamala Harris As president is what it basically said. But apparently, he did not say that. In other news with people with interesting hair that led countries, Boris Johnson can't just walk away from Ukraine. He is planning a goodbye trip. He wants to undertake the third trip to see President Zelensky before leaving office. Uh, He can't just walk away and the disclosure comes after the pair spoke on the telephone last week. The Telegraph has been told that Mr. Zelensky told Mr. Johnson that he had watched his closing address at Prime Minister's last week and approvingly quoted his remark, Hasta la vista, baby. A source said that Mr. Zelensky approved it And he parroted the the phrase in their conversation. And he is, uh, Mr. Johnson, Boris Johnson, is due to leave Downing Street September 6th. This government has fought some of the hardest yards in modern political history, he said. An ally said... Uh, Johnson is really feeling the burden of responsibility Having been Mr. Zelensky's biggest backer He can't just walk away and make sure He has the world He wants to make sure that the world has his back Then Did you know this? Gen Zers Gen Zilla Has become obsessed with subtitles this according to Telegraph TV and Radio Creative captioning in shows such as Stranger Things Has started a revolution Stranger Things has given its And it's, it's so funny how Stranger Things has redefined Who Gen Zers are It's like okay that's that's what they are Even though it's talking about Gen Xers <laughs> Kids growing up in the 80s who were technically, let's see, I guess those kids were born circa 1980, 81. Is that true? No, they're, That's that would make them too young. I guess they were born in the 70s, theoretically, if you follow the storyline. So they're Gen Zers. It's interesting. And then what is it? We were talking about last show about how the music is by Genzilla. They are not liking They're not buying as much music As they were a year ago The new They're more interested in uh, Rediscovering older music Like from the 80s Like Kate Bush And Running Up That Hill Which is in Stranger Things And it makes you think It's like Okay that's fascinating It's as if Times have changed quite dramatically In that Once upon a time There were the Baby Boomers Growing up in the 50s, 60s they Their parents were the greatest generation The ones that were on the USS Hornet And they were just shocked by the music That their kids were listening to gen, the, the greatest generation They were like, oh my gosh These baby boomers listening to this rock and roll oh. And then the baby boomers had kids Had the Gen Xers And they were like, what are you listening to? This awful synthesizer stuff. Oh, it's all synthesizers and drum machines. And ugh. Meanwhile. (laughs) Meanwhile, what's fascinating about that is in the 80s, there was a throwback to the 50s. There were Stray Cats. The Stray Cats got popular with their 50s retro sound. You had Billy Joel doing a retro 50s album with An Innocent Man that had several hits off of it including Uptown Girl and Tell Her About It and I know I'm leaving out An Innocent Man which is a great song that even Billy Joel can't sing anymore because it's incredibly too high a vocal range but yes some great songs on there Leave a Tender Moment Alone and oh Keeping the Faith is on there then There were other retro Oh Huey Lewis and the News Had kind of a retro sound You had uh, People covering A lot of 50s stuff Like Tiffany doing I think We're Alone Now Which I think is 60s Also doing that was, was that Tommy James Who wrote that Who had the original hit Two other songs That he Tommy did Got redone in the 80s And had tremendous success With like a synthesizer 80s sound That was Billy Idol Doing Moni Moni And then you had Crimson and Clover By Joan Jett And the Blackhearts So yeah There was a lot Of retro stuff happening Then you go Into the 90s And that's The Gen Xers Baby Boomers Still Kind of now We're getting into The Millennials And whatnot, But Parents were not liking what the kids were listening to with the rap music because rap was starting to get very mainstream in the late 80s and early 90s plus the uh, the heavy metal and such. But something happens in the two, 2000s, in the O's and as we get into the 2010s is that parents start to really be okay with what their kids are listening to except for the really poppy stuff they can only stomach so much Ed Sheeran or the, but yes, have you noticed like some of the big songs today are remakes of older songs throwing in some rap. There's a song in uh, that on the charts now that's got Fergie's, it's a, kind of a remake of Fergie's uh, Uptown, The Glamorous Life, that one. Somebody's doing a cover of that, kind of. Someone did a cover of Corinne Bailey Ray's early 2000 song. uh, Put Your Records On, but did kind of a different version of it. There's a lot of retro stuff happening now. Of course, then there's Kate Bush. But what is this thing about Gen Z or Gen Zilla going crazy over subtitles? Uh, Stranger Things has given It's predominantly young viewers A lot of things From a new California setting To a long overdue Kate Bush primer Yet Oh by the way Gen Zers Please check out Kate Bush's other stuff And please make Wuthering Heights A hit But not the original version From the 70s Do the remake that David Gilmore plays guitar on From Pink Floyd which she came out with in 86. It's really good. I like it. When it comes to lasting cultural ap- affect impact, it's often overlooked the aspect of TV that might end up as its greatest legacy. Frozen, uh, a wonderful, oh, here's a picture, wonderfully f- freezing a descriptive sound effect caption at the bottom of the screen. The thing, foot, wet footsteps squelch. There is a survey by the captioning charity Stage Text that found that in the 18 to 25 age group, 4 out of 5 use subtitles all or part of the time. And I used to have to do that watching Doctor Who. And because I watched so much British television, I had could not figure out what the heck they were saying. And this is all despite fewer having hearing problems than older generations. U.S. audiences increasingly watching British shows with impenetrable to their ears regional access such as Peaky Blinders or Dairy Girls. Some complain that modern dramatic actors who aim for realism over perfect diction are just too mumbly. We have what's her name? Kristen Stewart with Mumblecore and all that that happened back uh, in the Twilight, the Twilight years, the Twilight movies where she was mumbling all her lines. They're just too mumbly for even perfect ears to follow without assistance. So perfect diction is not what the actors of Stranger Things have. One general Zer said the perfect reason they, the main reason they do it is so they can flick their eyes up and read ahead then take in the whole scene quickly and look back down at their phone or whatever second screen they have. Yes, realize that Gen Zers are second screeners. That there are second, third, fourth screens happening as they are watching the first screen. Four screens happening simultaneously. Crazy. Next, Netflix has revolutionized its captioning on English language shows with an English time textile guide for its in-house productions. They describe sounds, music, and even silence. It's important if it adds to the emotion. The new improved captions offer more nuance, more creativity, and more chance. You'll be able to scroll Instagram at the same time as watching something. Well, hey, Genzilla is good at reading they are literate apparently are literate young people that shall inherit the earth well one last thing having to do with music and culture and then we'll wrap this show up is tom morello oh i love the guitar solo in audio slave song the one the big one that he did um i went like a stone, thank you. <laughs> that guitar solo, <silhouette, laughs> that uh, yeah, that that's exactly what it sounded like. Anyway, cafe. Anyway, I love Tom Morello's guitar work. Bruce Springsteen loves his his guitar work because that's why he had him on one of his albums. But he had a run-in with security, Rage Against the Machines, Tom Morello, during the rock band's concert at Toronto's Scotiabank Arena. Yesterday, midway through the group's closing song, Killing in the Name, the iconic guitarist was accidentally knocked over by a security guard, sprinting toward an unruly fan who snuck onto the stage. The lead singer, Zach De La Roca, who was seated because of a recent foot injury, continued performing the heavy protest track. For a few moments Before realizing There was a problem And stopping the show Hold up Hold up Hold up The rapper repeated Motioning to his bandmates To halt the performance Did I also mention In the 90s Maybe Parents weren't so happy With grunge Or maybe they liked it Because it was sort of A retro callback To the 70s With Green Day And sounding like The Clash As the lights went up Morello was seen quickly standing up with a smile on his face and indicating to the roaring crowd that he wasn't harmed during the incident after the musician stepped back onto the stage with his guitar. De La Rocha offered a few cautionary words to other concert goers with any wild ideas about crashing the stage. And guess what? He used foul language. Whoever the blank gets wise like that, don't try that blank again. The bassist Tim Comerford Interrupted to ask what happened, De La Rocha continued. Sorry, we're cool. We love y'all, but don't do that. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Safe rocking. Outside a cafe, anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Look who's here. Ha, <laughs> Mock. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How y'all. Do what I ride my horse, Dylan. Answer this, Colonel Phil there, tell you what. What? There's no such thing as safe rocking. Rock is unsafe. Okay, wow, disgruntled fiddle player. Did you ever play with an unsafe rock band? No chickens, cluck. Well, look who else is here. Hello, Michael. I'm a delicious Rupert right now. Mm -mm. Yum. Thank you. Drink it right now I'll cut you. Oh, that's unsafe. Next show, it's going to be the wonderful... Uh, let's see Madame Vega, Valentino And Bison Bentley I will try to be more Daily With Mike's daily podcast I try Sometimes I get sidetracked This uh, past week Thursday Friday Yesterday Lots going on Lots to deal with With work And with people calling in sick And all of that But hopefully We can get back into it So I can have a life You can have a life Enjoying this podcast Hopefully you do But you can tell me what you think about any of the topics we covered. You can call me -MM 336-MM-DAILY 3 plus 3 equals 6 MM as in Mike Matthews Daily as in what this podcast tries to be. You can also email me and with more info on that it is A-Frame. Oh, before I go sorry A-Frame, didn't mean to stop. Baloney. Stop you from stopping the show. Uh, I have been watching The Lincoln Lawyer because someone I know who hosts a podcast called Plan Your Estate Radio You can look it up He told me, and he is a lawyer He told me, hey, check it out It's on Netflix It's like 10 episodes And it's really good That's what basically happens in a courtroom And it's a mystery, and action-adventure Well, he didn't even tell me this But it's got a lot of interesting shots of L.A. And parts of L.A. that I remember quite well growing up in the San Fernando Valley, as a kid, you would see all the time on TV shows like Chips or 18 or The Hulk or anything that was on TV. They had shot primarily in the San Fernando Valley and in Los Angeles and various places. So you would see on TV all the time, LA, and which is weird because I grew up in LA Somebody growing up in Huntsville, Alabama probably watched that and said, oh, well that's California or or whatever, but that ain't here. And sometimes Hollywood tries to make, uh, Hollywood tries to make Studio City and the San Fernando Valley look like the South, but they, you know, you can't get, you cannot duplicate that greenery and the look as well without actually going to the South, but they couldn't because uh, Hollywood was like, at that point, oh, everything's gotta be filmed here. And then eventually, hey, turns out Georgia's a great place to film. Let's film all of Stranger Things there. And, and places now in Canada are being used constantly for what you see on TV. But what this show does, The Lincoln Lawyer, they show Aspects of California, of Los Angeles, that are very well done, and I'm like, oh, that's a perfect shot of that that cool retro deco building in LA. I forget the name of it, or that cool beach in LA, or Marina Del Rey. The guy who is the tech guy, in it has a uh, he's he's the tech millionaire who apparently supposedly has murdered his wife and her lover, and he's playing basketball on top of this building. And from one angle, you can see Marina Del Rey, which I spent a lot of time. I actually had a, a little tiny boat, a little, it was called a Sabbath. It's like a little bathtub in the water. And I sailed all over Marina Del Rey. It's also where sadly, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys died uh, mysteriously. There was also in Marina Del Rey, gosh, Gilgan's Island, the opening scene, you've got Arrested Development filmed there then you see it on the opposite side In this one shot In the Lincoln lawyer uh, And he's called the Lincoln lawyer Because he drives around a Lincoln Which he only drives really in the first episode And the rest of the time he's being Driven by someone that he Represented as a defense lawyer And got her basically out of jail And so she And he employs her to drive him around While he does work On his laptop and stuff in the back seat of his car as they fight LA traffic, which I don't miss that. But on the other side here, as they're standing on top of this building while this tech giant, this tech billionaire is playing basketball, kind of looks like the guy that runs Twitter uh, and or Google. And then they're playing, he's playing basketball out there. And on the other side, you see Venice and Venice is just an interesting place. I spent a lot of time there with my mom. We would roller skate there, ride bikes. And so all these cool sites and places in LA, enjoying that. Even though I put down Netflix a lot recently, I have now discovered a new show. So I'm not going to put it down as much. But yes, enjoying that. And it's based on a movie that Matthew McConaughey did years ago. I haven't really looked too much into that. So I don't know how much of the original movie or premise they used. The 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 new Lincoln lawyer is actually a Mexican-American actor who I think had some success in Mexico before coming to America to become a huge star on The Lincoln Lawyer. I don't know too much about that other than that, so I'll have to dive into that. It's an interesting show. And according to my lawyer friend, it is somewhat accurate. Somewhat. But... That is what I've been doing, and now this is what A-Frame's been doing, telling you the email address. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye!